Welcome to The Dead Format, episode 135. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by the ignoble Thomas Smiley. Oh, no. And we're here to talk about legacy cards, new legacy cards. I know, it's like we got more more legacy cards, more fun cards to play. It's amazing. I, I'm actually like super excited. I pre-ordered a box and a few of the collectors packs too. Uh-oh. So we're gonna we're gonna draft that and it's gonna be good. Nice. And thanks for being able to do this, by the way, man. This is kind of an impromptu episode. This was like a emergency meeting, right? This is our Yeah, well I'm so like the the Burning Crusade comes out tomorrow. Oh sorry, next next week. And uh, I finished my Atiesh last night. Like I had a whole bunch of people come help me. We we did like a bunch of raiding. And everybody's leveling their new shamans. Um, so I, I'm i the only officer who's online right now, and all the shamans wanted to do a Blackwing Lair to get some gear. So as we're recording, I'm trying to lead, like, 20 guildies and 20 pugs through Blackwing Lair through text because I can't be on Discord and record at the same time. <laughs> it's wow. It's wow problems. Oh, my God. So you're, yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to record tonight or I got to go to Lowe's. And I'm, like, picturing you, like, putting the baby okay, to so sleep listen. and washing dishes and cooking and going to Lowe's. And then you're like, dude, I've been reading since, like, 4 o'clock. No, so I, um, uh, I, I went I went to Lowe's. So basically, <laughs> I, I, my my son's having his birthday party Sunday. Okay. It's supposed to be shitty Fourth weather. Fourth birthday, and I'm barbecuing. Right? Is that correct? Yeah. Nice. Four. Uh, and I'm 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 barbecuing for 25 people, and I thought that I ordered like an eight foot by four foot barbecue canopy off of Amazon that was supposed to be delivered today, and I, I fucked up, <laughs> and I only ordered a replacement cover, so I had to go try to find like a Home Depot or a Lowe's that actually had like the frame for the canopy. Bro, you got scammed and, because there's no difference between a canopy and a cover. A canopy well, is a when cover. when I looked right? at it. I, no, but it's it's the metal frame to put it over. Oh, wow. so I I need it. It didn't come with a metal frame, and I need to put it over my smoker and my flat my flat top. I got you. So because it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be bad weather. Yeah, it's supposed to be dumpy. Yeah, and I got a barbecue for twenty five people. I got to wake up at three in the morning on Sunday to get the smoker going. Bro, that's yeah. sick though. You got your your son's birthday, the official start of White Boy Summer, Memorial Day weekend. I know, and then Tuesday the Burning Crusade comes out, and I'm not going to be able to sleep. And my school's graduation is the next day, and I'm doing an all-nighter because I have a dungeon group ready to grind to 70. Like, it's it's not even funny. Like, I'm not going to sleep. I have eye surgery on Thursday morning, so I, like... What does that mean? Is that, is that a routine thing, or is that, like, a new thing? No, it's a new thing. I need to go have laser surgery for some things that are wrong with my eyes because of the diabetes. But Because of the diabetes or because of the Warcraft? Be honest. Because of the diabetes. Okay. Yeah, it's a diabetes right, thing. But uh, I, I'm i down 30 pounds from keto. Nice, dude. Everything's, everything's going good. It's uh, it's awesome. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, you sent yeah. the suit pic. That was pretty sick. When is your sister's wedding? Did it happen already? Yeah, it happened on Sunday. It was a beautiful, beautiful weather. Awesome. I like, yeah, everything went everything went splendidly. Uh, they're on their honeymoon now in Napa or Sonoma. I'm not sure where. It's somewhere out there, and they're having a really good time. Sick. Yep, it's nice. Nice to have like a, like a double doctor couple in the family. So if my life ever goes to shit, I have somebody to fall back on. Oh, that's sick, bro. That's kind of like us, because like my <laughs> wife's a surgeon, and after the apocalypse, I'm gonna be a hedge mage. So <laughs> we got that going on too a little bit. Thought you were gonna be an ignoble noble. <laughs> ignoble what? Ignoble noble. Ignoble noble, right? Yeah, that works too. So, bro, yeah, we got emergency meeting. 
because these cars have started coming out. I don't even know, Dude, honestly. The throw, the throwback on these cards, like it's it's like they're like old school is really popular. Let's just like yeah, let's just be this big corporation and try to tie in as much of this shit to old school as possible. Like it's like seventy year old white guys trying to tap into like the the teen culture. Uh, maybe it's not that bad. See, that's not how I feel, actually. I feel like it's being okay. designed by middle schoolers, actually, is the way that I feel. Is like it's it's like a very like um not not what the old school players would actually do. And I guess maybe that's sort of what you're yeah. getting at too with the seventy year old guy thing. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like an outsider's perspective of what we might want, right? Like the card with the with the name from Granite Gargoyle. Or like you know the mm-hmm. the ignoble hierarch. It's like this is this very like uh, blunt approach to this sort of thing. Like nothing subtle about it. Nothing like you know. Yeah, I do like the old like black and white art frames. Like whatever they're doing with the, with the variant version. That's of the, card. the uh, D and D handbook frame. Yeah, I like I like those. I, I I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for that, yeah, those know. things. I haven't seen one. Obviously, I haven't seen one in person or anything. So. I don't know. Sometimes they look different in person, but they they kind of looked weird to me because the mana symbols were the same. Mm-hmm. So they kind of looked like out of place a little. But okay. I don't know, man. I, I I just tend to like simple cards, so I'm a simple guy, bro. But speaking of simple cards, all right, this is the last card on our list, but I have to start here. We're done with the intro, by the way. Fucking sudden edict, bro. Okay. Sweet. Like, it just makes that card so much stronger against Merit Lage and things like that. You have to, like, pre-plan around it. I don't understand why they, they did that. Maybe they were like, like, Delver decks just have such an unfair advantage with mana denial and, like, and soft counter magic. Let's just, like, make a removal spell that you can't counter. Card's sweet. Okay. I actually do kind of like the card. Like, I like what it stands for. Even though Sudden or whatever split second is not my favorite mechanic by by a mile but my, neither neither because i'm usually playing days right. so i don't like that shit yeah i don't really but like yeah. the mechanic but i do kind of like the mechanic for an edict because edicts are like the kind of effects i like i don't know but anyway what i'm trying to say is i bought foil diabolic edicts like two years ago yep oh and then liliana's triumph sucks. came out that's so i just bought the old border foil Liliana's Triumphs. So I, I spent the time ordering them, sleeving them up, all this shit, and then boom, it's like there now there's a new card. And then I'll need the old border of this card eventually. And it's just like come the fuck on. And the worst part is like the Diabolic Edicts and the Liliana's Triumphs are now worthless, you know? Yeah. So that's very I frustrating. Like, just, there's no, I guess Liliana's Triumph, you could make a case. If you're playing, like, Pox or something, it might be better, right? Because you're going to hit the Lily side of it fairly mm-hmm. often, but it's basically useless. Yep. So, yeah, that that's, I guess we'll start with Sudden Edict. So, obviously, it seems like an obvious inclusion. I mean, we saw Diabolic Edict. Uh, did you ever see that card, what is it, Devour Flesh? Uh, is that the one that, like, you gain, like, life equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness or something? I think the opponent gains the life, but they have to sacrifice their biggest creature. 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It was in, like, the original Eldrazi block. I remember playing There was that a card. card like that, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I've seen that one played before. I've seen, obviously, Edict, Diabolic Edict is played, now Liliana's Triumph. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been as popular recently, actually, Liliana's Triumph, but, um, you know, Edict effects have always been popular cyborg cards for anywhere from Grixis Delver to, you know, Esper Blade, whatever, you know. It's yep. an Edict. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's the card. It'll see as exactly as much play, maybe a little more, because it is definitely better against like Sneak and Show, you know. Yeah, just there's a bunch of cards that like, like have seen fringe play that they printed just like strict upgrades to. Like, I, that's obviously one of them, but it's just it's crazy to see what they're doing to cards. Like, did you see um, did you see Dam? Yeah, wait. So I did see Dam. It's black, black. For a terror, sorcery speed terror, but it has it wrath of God two white white wrath of God. Yeah, like straight up, straight up actual wrath of God. So wait, is that what overload? See, what I thought was that it was two white white black black for wrath of God. Mm. Am I? I could be wrong. I could be wrong though. I, I just because that just seemed like a little too much for me, right? Like if it was a split card, wrath of God terror like that then that would be sick i would be talking about that right now okay i mean it's still still a sweet card but i i wasn't like excited about it at that that rate Mm -hmm. um all right so i guess we'll just go down my list i kind of made the list in the order of like when when people were talking about these cards because i haven't really been following it but there's the one black green planeswalker insect guy <laughs> I, I can't remember his name i should really yeah every up. everybody's been talking about that guy and saying that like he's really good i just i don't know okay I don't see, i'm not a huge fan good okay do you have the same idea or are you like this card's broken no yeah i so i didn't want to say anything about it because i just have flashbacks of oko and like it's called Grist the Hunger Tide. I have flashbacks yeah, maybe, of Oko. Maybe it is just Oko because it can like remove creatures and you can green sun zenith it. But, like, right. It's not blue. Uh, it is a little bit more consistent to be able to get out in a green sun zenith shell. And you're probably going to be playing like blue with it, I guess. But I don't know about uh, that. You know what? Okay. But we, we should explain this for the other you know people who might be listening who are driving or something. It's one black green for a three loyalty planeswalker. It's called Grist. And as long as it's not on the battlefield, it's a 1-1 insect creature in addition to its other types. It's got a plus 1, create a 1-1 black and green insect creature token, then mill a card. If an insect card was milled, put a loyalty counter on it and repeat the process. Minus 2, you may sacrifice a creature. If you do, destroy target creature or planeswalker. And then minus 5, each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in their graveyard. So continue. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, on the original reading of it, you um, you have the ability to be able to use it for some board control, but I don't I don't see it being close to Oko. Like the permanent types it can take care of are limited, and although those permanent types are like ones that you really want to be able to take care of, I just like I don't see it even being as close to powerful as Oko. But we were kind of wrong about Oko. Oh yeah, when I think it originally got spoiled. We were dead wrong about it. So for sure. And yeah. with this one. Like, I do think the plus one is, is better than maybe people are giving it credit for. Like, you know, you fill up your graveyard, you get, you know, 1-1 one, one insects or whatever, 
and you know the minus two definitely protects itself and it can come down protect itself stay alive so it's like a strong planeswalker like i'm, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised to see someone play this card you know what i mean but yeah it, i don't think that it's like metagame defining or anything crazy like that and especially because black green is such a weird combo right now like you just don't see it and the the one place that i i can kind of see this card actually is elves as weird as that sounds Okay, no, that, I mean, that doesn't sound weird at all. Because it's zenith there, there are a bunch of cards that I saw that are like, I I don't know if they actually go into Legacy Elves, but like there, there are some fucking amazing green cards. Yeah, yeah, so this is like, you know, Zenithable, which is why I think it would go in Elves. That it's an answer to things that's Zenithable, right? And it, yeah, yeah. it could be a good long game player potentially, but not, not that they're usually trying to do that, but it can like rebuild you, you know, if you have a Cradle out, you get Wrathed or whatever, it can make a bunch of creatures pretty quick yeah so yeah i think this is uh and you know also the the minus could be game ending if you get wrath with elves and you got 10 creatures in the graveyard or whatever so you know i think it, yeah. it might fit reasonably well in elves as like a two of sideboard card or you know even a one of because it's tutorable yeah it could it could but yeah i don't think it's worth like building around or something but anyway all right, so it seems like we're on the same page with that. Um, the next card that I saw was Subtlety, which is a mythic. It's two blue blue for a three three flash flyer. So that's the the um, evoke counter pitch blue guy. Yeah, evoke, and this is memory lapse. This memory lapse to top or bottom. Yeah, this the wording is so awful, but. When it enters the battlefield, choose up to one target creature or planeswalker spell. Its owner puts it on the top or bottom of their library. So when I first read that, I thought that you were choosing that it was going to the bottom. So I thought this no, was it's better. Not, it's the owner. It is the owner, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. So it's memory lapse when when you don't want it to be. So you might as well think of it as memory lapse in terms of countering spells. But when you just cast it, it's just straight up card advantage, right? Because memory lapse is like remand or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like it is. It's tempo and card advantage. Like, right. But you get the three three creature alongside it. Yeah, I mean you're right. It's just three mana is a lot to, uh, to, to spend for like going up half a card or, or a card. Yeah, three three flyers a card. Yeah, what it's a card. About? It's a lot of mana to go up a card. It is, but it is versatile. Like, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't ever see this card being played as more than a one-of, but I do think that it can... I I, I have a, a sweet a soft spot for these kind of cards, like Misdirection. I played Misdirection twice in Grand Prix. You know what I mean? Like, I I was a bigger fan of Misdirection than most. I'm, I'm always big on these free cards. I think that Memory Lapse is an underrated card in general. Not, I've never registered that card particularly, but... Uh, I, I, I am going to try this card for sure. I got you. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I was more excited about the other colors pitch cards, like the the black one. You want, all right. The, the black one's next, man. What, what, what This well, is two black, black, grief. The, you, the names, by the get, way, the one word names are pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it's a, it's a pitch, it's a pitch thought seize where you don't lose the life. It doesn't cost any mana. You can use it to build storm. Like, I don't know. I just I maybe maybe the casting cost limits it in like an ad nauseum type deck, but I was just thinking about how like um, 
how how free spells are just so powerful and how you could use this to like potentially maybe add to like an oop shell or something like that to be able to just like uh protect your combo yeah man i was thinking about that like inquisition you know like um with calling the week or whatever mm-hmm. like you evoke this and then with the trigger on the sack you calling it to make four mana out of it right yeah that seems like great. the old uh what was that shell called spanish inquisition right Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Nobody expects it. That's that's what I was thinking about with this card. Um, some other people I saw talking about Reanimator, but it can't target yourself. So that's unfortunate. Okay. But yep. the counter argument to that is that it's a reanimatable thought seize, which is kind of interesting. So, like, it does go to the graveyard, and then if you have, you know, two reanimates and no thought seize, now you have a thought seize and a reanimate. Yep, I got you. So, you know, uh, maybe this card is, is better. I could definitely, and I, I agree with what you were saying before, actually. I do expect to see this card more than Subtlety. Not, e- not even though this card probably won't be like a four of taking over the format by Storm or anything. It does seem to have its place, right? Yeah, I was just, I was, I was more excited by the black and the white card than I was by the blue card. That, that usually doesn't happen to me. <laughs> so, well, all right, let's so. do the white card now. The white card is force of force of plowshares, right? Yeah, I mean, like you're never you're never getting your vow the five or whatever. Um, I mean, maybe you are, maybe, but you're probably not. But the fact that uh, this this combos with flicker wisp and like other return effects, like uh, does charming do charming prince can only flicker humans or can it flicker anything? Uh, I think it's anything. I can't remember right now. Yeah, yeah, you can flicker it with Charming Prince, even though I don't really like Charming Prince as a card. Like, there's lots of synergies that you can use to play with this. I think it's more of a commando card than a legacy card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it's really cool, just to have sorts of plowshares on a body that you can use recurringly. Hey, you know what you, you could really do with it? What about Eldrazi Displacer with this? Yeah. Ooh, so that so if you evoke a creature, and then you flicker it, it sticks around. That's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, and just in multiple sorts of plowshares effects. Gotcha. Yeah, that is pretty sick, bro. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Because it's it's every inch of the battlefield. Actually, uh, Eldrazi Displacer with all of these is fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's it's pretty much a lock with any of these. Like Thought sees them in their draw step or memory lapse. How many just dis- how many displacers do you have? Uh, at least. At least thirty English, and then a, a ton of other languages too. I, I went really deep on foreign Eldrazi because I just thought they looked cool. Because like Eldrazi mm-hmm. looks so alien to begin with. Oh, the I have Korean Reality Smashers and Thoughtnots. So you got those from me, motherfucker. Yeah. I traded them to you for a Mox Diamond long ago. That was in New Jersey. Correct. Yep. Yep. That was a long time ago. It was. I miss Magic events. Yeah, bro. That was sick. But yeah, this is um, this is a sick card, Solitude. I expect to see it. When it enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature. Someone pointed out in the chat today that it hits Emrakul, which I guess is something Death and Taxes has never really done before, or never done elegantly. Okay, wait, say it again? It hits Emrakul. Oh... 
So I don't know. Maybe it's a sideboard card for them. I I don't like you were saying. Like Vile doesn't go to five. Yeah. Uh, they're not playing like you know, Displacer or something. I guess they are playing Flicker Wisp, so they could evoke it and Flicker Wisp it or something. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't expect it to be, it to be stock or anything. That's all I'm saying. I got you. the green one though. This this card, man. I actually really like the green one. So, okay, talk to me about the green one. The green one's called Endurance, which, like, these single words, it's like, really, there's never been a card called Endurance, but... Well, I mean, they had, like, the old cycle. It wasn't really like this, but it was the graveyard cycle with, like, anger and wonder. Right, yeah. And, yeah, all that. So, Endurance, one green green for a 3-4 flash reach. So, blocks Delver. And... When it enters the battlefield, up to one target player puts all the cards from their graveyard on the bottom of their library in a random order. So obviously you can evoke that and, you know, crypt them, basically. So it's got great utility against, you know, your dredge sort of decks, your hogak, you know, need to shuffle the graveyard in. It can do that. But it's also just like a 3-4 flash reach creature for 3 mana, which is like great rate with like incidental value right so like against delver like shuffling in their graveyard is value you know what i mean okay yeah i don't know value like it's it's not bad but if i mean a three mana creature against delver right like you're talking about uh how effective it can be against delver three mana is still a lot and if you're like i guess if you play this off a hierarch then then you can like get somebody with it and try to work your way through their mana advantage but like I don't know if this is anything that's crazier than like the uh, um, sky. What what was the two two flash can't be countered pro blue reach? Skylasher. Skylasher. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the card this, I this thought is, of. This is this is definitely better than Skylasher. When but... Skylasher came out, that was like hype, bro. Like I remember, I had foil Skylashers because I thought that they yeah. were gonna see play. It didn't. It didn't end up being any. Good. No, of course not. But like. <laughs> this card there's a there's this thing right when i was playing bant uh i was looking for flash creatures like um non-blue flash creatures because i was i was looking for post-board threats against miracles that i could deploy during their end step and like you know play play on my mana terms right and mm-hmm. not get blasted. So, like, I was looking for a gr- uh, a non-blue replacement for a Vendillion Click, basically. Yeah, I got you. And I talked to Topher about it for a while, and well, the best card we could come up with was Boon Seder. Okay, yeah, the, the Flash um, enchantment creature. Yes, from Theros. Yeah, yeah. And I, I tried it out for a little while, and this is so much, like, infinitely better than that. Oh yeah, I just I never would have thought about Boon Seder as an answer. I know, but it, it really was the best thing that existed in that slot, right? That that what okay. I was looking for, which was either a haste creature or a flash creature that yep. was non blue in but in the bant colors that you know could What about Misty Mist Hydra? Misty Mist Hydra. No, it's uh Yeah, it's a XX like... green for XX haste. Yeah. Can't be countered. Can't be counter or some shit like that, yeah. Yeah, I, th- 
I'm not sure if that one was out yet or not. I don't remember thinking about that one, but anyway. Okay, I thought that was Theros Block. I might be you, wrong. No, you could be right. Yeah, I think you are right, actually. Or maybe before, like, Dragon's Bay. Whatever, whatever it was, whatever it was. Yeah, but anyway, I, I do think that this card is uh, is worth consideration. Maybe I'm going to be the one who has to play it because no one else thinks so. But mm-hmm. I, I do really actually like this card. And uh, I think that the the graveyard we're going to see coming up, graveyard matters, you know, like to a lot of decks. You know, usually you think about Gurmag Angular, you think about Tarmogoyf, right? In terms of like Delver decks, graveyard matters. Yeah. But uh, there are some new cards too where I think even like, you know, Blue-Red Delver is going to care a little more about the graveyard. Um, yeah, oh, definitely, when we, we when we get to talk about my card. Well, I think we get sure. to talk about it right now. Okay, well, so we're going to talk about Dragon's Dragon, the the one, the new 1-1 one, one dude. The new 1-1 one, one, one guy. Yeah. Uh, that everybody's like, oh, you get Delver's 5 through 8, which, no, you don't. But it is a 1-1 one, one human wizard shaman. Dragon's Rage like Channeler. Human Channeler. Dragon's Rage yep. Channeler. And, uh... It basically has this ability where anytime you cast an instant or sorcery, you surveil one. Um, which you look at the top card of your, your library, you can put it in your graveyard if you want to. It's basically like a better scry. It's super scry, yep. Yeah, super scry. And it's got delirium where if you have four card types, then it gets plus two, plus two, flying, haste, and you have to attack with it. Yeah. But it basically becomes a 3-3 three, three haste flyer. It doesn't actually have haste, but... Oh, okay. I thought I had haste. I did too. But anyway. But it doesn't. Yeah. But anyway. It uh it does that. So like once once Delirium's turned on, you can't like uh you, you can't hold it back to block or whatever. Right. But um but the ability in legacy to be able to tag on or surveil onto all your cantrips and your dazes and your soft counter magic and all of that just seems amazing in a blue red delver shell. Now I don't think this is like a four of, but having four card types in blue red delver uh instant sorcery land is like pretty much a given yeah and then maybe maybe you splash green for sylvan library or um you just make sure that you're playing like 12 to 14 creatures and you have your young pyromancers yeah creatures get binned often enough right yeah i mean well like they have to they have to be able to answer your creatures blue red has like young pyromancer and sprite dragon so it's not a guarantee that you're going to have delirium, but like you can, you can very regularly turn it on, and I think this card is good. Dude, the the primary impediment I see to this card being a four of and Delver five through eight is that it's a human, right? Like if this were not a human and and it weren't victim to the same human hate, like you know Plague Engineer, yeah, wrecking your pyromancers and your Delvers and your Channelers. Uh, if it was like you know goblin shaman or something i would actually think it was a four of right uh i don't like that it, it falls to that same human hate but yeah it's got it's, it's really got a good. lot of setup it's really fucking it's good. got a lot of setup to it this is as close as a creature has been to delver i think in a one a one drop other than death right so i um i don't know i don't know about that but i don't know about what that. other one drop you think is is on par I mean, what Ragavan might be better than this. Well, yeah, well that we, we got to get to that still. 
Okay, okay. We, we heard okay. about this card before Ragavan, right? We did, we did. So, yeah. And then we saw Ragavan, and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is even better. Like, I, fuck, I really like this. Yeah, card. all right. So let's talk about Ragavan right now, because actually my next thought kind of has to do with that. So Ragavan <laughs> is a mythic. It's a Savannah Lion, a red Savannah Lion, so it's a 2-1. And it used to just be a Savannah Lion. There was a Ragavan token. Yep. And now, now he upgraded. So now I don't know any of that lore shit you can save that i I have no idea if he yeah next time you're leaving legacy or whatever but it used to be it just used to be a regular token on karizev because i remember playing karizev in in whatever format um and you just got a ragavan token and now ragavan is like you play this in a shell that can clear the board and you 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 do some things yeah so this is a legendary monkey pirate i hate my (laughs) i hate myself for saying that but it's a savannah lion, a red savannah lion. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token. And so it's a savannah lion with upside. And exile the top card of that player's library until end of turn you may cast that card. So it's a savannah lion that fixes mana and is card advantage. And then it oh, has dash. Yeah, I mean the dash is kind of an afterthought because I feel like this this would be best played in like a tempo delver shell where you have dazes and bolts and stuff to remove early blockers and you kind of i don't want to say use this like death right shaman but you use this simulated similarly the death right shaman to get a mana advantage early and then like you you get the mana fixing to be able to cast your opponent's spells too i i love this card it's kind of an afterthought dash but as someone who played a lot of dash uh back when it was in standard it's not actually like you end up dashing a, a reasonable amount because like you have lethal. You top you dash. deck it late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, I got you. It, it's definitely better than not having it. Like I, I, I don't think it's a. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, sorry. It's not an afterthought. That's not the main. Yeah. That right. Wasn't what the card would be playable even yeah. without it, but yeah. it is something too. So and especially with like the weird sort of you know make a treasure and exile their top card. Like you can fuck with their top card at instant speed, basically. By dash. Oh yeah, definitely. So yep. really it's it's pretty sick, you know. Um you can't play lands. You have to cast the card from the top. So yep. you can't get lands with it. And you can't get any of the funky zero cost like no casting cost stuff. Exactly, right. But this is uh legendary, so probably not a four of you know, it's kind of in a weird this spot. Is, yeah, it's in a weird spot because you you absolutely want to play this on turn one. Right. But having it be a four of is rough. So maybe like, I don't know, you're not playing this in the shell with like things like Chrome Mox where like you can pitch extra copies or like like oh, there was that was red, that white, legendary shell. Yeah. The Mox, uh, Mox. Amber. Amber. Yeah, the Mox Amber shell. But I, I don't think I don't think we're doing things with that. Oh, man. Because I think you really just want like days and bolt with this. You want you want things like that. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, now I gotta look at Mox Amber again. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, dude, this is a this is a sick card. Obviously, now we have two amazing red one drops. Where, you know, Swift Spear is a, is a very good card, but um, it's generally being passed over these days. And these are, I think, 
pretty decisively better for delver shelves. Now, something that I've seen brought up by a few people at this point is if Delver were to get banned. And I'm not saying that they planted these cards because they're going to ban Delver, but if Delver got banned, right? Like, I've never really considered this because I've never thought it was appropriate, but like Delver's a blue card and that's always like one of the primary issues with it, right? Is that the most aggressive one drop is blue. The most aggressive one drop should be red, right? I mean, they're just going to make it green, right? What do you mean? Oh, I was ma- I was making a comment. Oh, about oh, how, how every good card's green. Every yeah, everything is just getting replant. Uh, yeah, green. I gotcha. So they'll make a green Delver. Yeah, secret, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. But if they're trying to like fix their wrongs, like let's say they do ban Delver, and the new Delver is this Dragon's Rage Channeler, and it, yeah. Delver shells are all now red blue with potentially a splash color right like what does that world look like uh red blue with a splash color i mean like it does now yeah i mean but I, much. it's like the shells will be exactly the same as the won't be delver i uh i don't want to think about that though like i like delver as a card i know there's a bunch of people that are like oh it's just stupid it's too good of a card everybody plays it but i mean i feel like delver is one of the iconic cards in legacy because of that yeah it is interesting though. I mean, we talked. We spent plenty of uh, megabytes of of information of audio talking about Delver, so we don't need to rehash our our qualms. But, dude, I, I was on a call with this French guy who kept pronouncing gigabytes, gigabytes today. Not today, actually, earlier this week, and I was fucking dying every time he'd say it. Okay. It's like, uh, how you say um, gigabytes? <laughs> Just like anyway so yeah so when you play blue red delaware as is faded for the legacy pit tournament how many mm-hmm. ragavans are you playing oh i have no idea i gotta do a bunch of testing because I, like the the list that i was playing online was like the heavy two drop list i think this changes a lot right like i don't know what it changes but there's all these cards that I would be like, okay, I want to try that. I want to try that. I think you have to start small numbers like two at first and see how it is. And then if it is a card that is just like super broken, if you can play it on turn one, then like maybe you start to bump the numbers up even with the legendary cap. Right. I gotcha. What about Rashad and Dockhand? You can try that. Uh, is that the the Merfolk Rashidian port? The Merfolk, actually, yes. Rashad. Merfolk? Yep. Merfolk. Merfolk. It's uh, a one drop for a one two. Are we really talking about this card? Island Walk? Dude, people are talking about this card. I don't like it personally at all. But okay. it's a one drop, one two with one and tap, tap target land. Yeah, I mean, like, it is, it is a fish. That is like a tribal thing. I feel like the curse catcher and everything that they already have is just like what the one of the only few one drops you want to be running i think their their vial is just locked in it too and uh yeah and i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure about fish, this card at all fish was never a port deck anyway i mean maybe at some point it was and i don't remember but it was always like wastelands caverns and mutavolts you had to choose yeah, they, were, they were even playing chalice at some point right you had to choose between like cutting 
you know, wastelands or cutting caverns or cutting muda vaults because you had too many colorless lands without yeah. port. Yeah, I, I don't like this card. I didn't think it fit. There might be a shell that wants to play it, but it's not the traditional fish build. Um, so the, your casting cost requirements are like super color intensive anyway. And like you said, there are so many colorless lands. Like it's just not. Right. It, it, yeah. No, I don't see this card either, but it was, I felt like it uh, merited some discussion. Uh, Cauldra Complete. What do you think of this, dude? So that you, you were very excited. You spilled more ink on this card than anything else. Well, I said that they just printed General Grievous as a magic card. And can you explain it, to... See, we have some Chad fucking fans who have no idea what that means, so... No, everybody knows who General Grievous is. You were the only person that had to Google it. Well, I Googled it, and I learned that General Grievous is either a person or a machine with either two or four hands and either five, four, or six fingers per hand. And okay, that, I just thought, that's I just I thought the artwork looked like general grievous with a lightsaber and when you think about what you're doing with this card you're probably going to try to put more equipment on it in a stoneforge like shell like i mean the obvious comparison is batter skull yeah but the difference between seven and five is just so much like i love this card and when it works it's gonna work but in that in that case batter skull probably would have won you the game anyway and Batterskull can can actually catch you up in a race with a life gain, and you can actually hard cast Batterskull in a lot of circumstances sometimes. So like, I, the, obviously the card's super flashy. I don't think it's better than Batterskull. Yeah. And it might it might warrant a spot in a Stoneforge shell, but like, how many equipments are you gonna play? Right. Like four. So, so I don't. I, I'm undecided, but I, I'm excited about the card. I want to try. I it. mean, what what breaks Batter Skull so much in like, especially against uh, bug decks specifically when you're like, you know, Death and Taxes or, or uh, Blue White Blade, why Batter Skull is so good is because you can bounce it and replay it and you know make them play around that and have to kill it three or four times or whatever. Like, you can't do any of those tricks with this. Like, you can still do the Stoneforge trick, and it's better than Batter Skull in terms of it's, you know, plus one, plus one, and it has first strike and indestructible and haste, but not being able to balance it is fucking huge, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, it is really kind of cool that you have, like, a big, beefy haste threat out of Death and Taxes that you can reset with Flicker Wisp and stuff like that. Yeah. Like... Um, so so I like it. I like it there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see this. I don't think that it supplants Batter Skull by any means, but it could be played alongside Batter Skull, you know. There is mm-hmm. one cautionary tale, though, I will say, which is, do you know about Elvers' Binding Blade? Uh, is, that the thir- is that the flip one? Yeah. That is like the 13? Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's a seven mana equipment that costs one to equip, and it gives a creature plus one, plus zero. And when that creature connects, it transforms into a 13-13 flying creature. No one ever fucking tried that card. Yeah, but that, that doesn't have haste. Well, but with a Stoneforge, you can get it and put it in at instant speed or whatever, right? And all that I'm saying is, like, you know, with Stoneforge, you, you cheat on five mana with this card, right? You cheat on five mana with Elvers' Binding Blade, too, but no one ever tried that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, 
it, okay. it's not the, it's not exactly you know parallel perfect parallel yeah i think this card's way i think this card's way better than that it's definitely better than that but i don't i don't know man i, I i'm not even sure if people are going to try this card to be honest but i i do like it but i'm not sure people will try it yeah i understand all right so oh the reason we call this emer- this emergency meeting ignoble hierarch it's a john so hierarch. cool so cool you like this card huh you fucking well i mean like i don't like the color combination um but yeah i think it's really cool so obviously you know what we have to do right we have to get the band back together oh absolutely so absolutely so what do you got four noble hierarchs for ignoble for liliana the veil oh you're talking about using both of them yeah obviously Ooh, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, you know how we had like our, our four color band uh yeah, yeah. Uh, three drop list? I was thinking like, well okay. Okay, now this is make it jund. Oh no, no, I was saying four noble hierarch, four ignoble hierarch, four stoneforge mystic, uh four true name nemesis, obviously. And then what, there's so much now, right? There's yep. the fairy there's uh leovald still exists right yep uh i don't know what the three other three jobs would be there's borrower there's still click you know obviously we got to play force brainstorm plow days so there's only like three or four flex spots anyway but we have to try it or or what's his name has to try it right whoever uh why can I not think of the dude's name? I, I played against him online recently. Uh, MW94. No, no, dude. Who who built the the list with? It was three nobles, three death rates, three true names, three night of the reliquaries. Oh fuck! It was I don't like remember. something guy. Uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I don't remember. You don't remember who built that bant list online? The three I don't remember the three list. Uncle Uncle Man. Oh, okay, I do remember Uncle Man. I, how could I forget Uncle Man? You're right. Yeah. So maybe Uncle Man will be playing it. Yeah. But it's a poor it's a poor impression of Death Ray. Obviously it's not as good as Death Ray, but Oh yeah, it doesn't compare. But Noble but It doesn't compare it doesn't compare to Noble Hierarchy either. It doesn't compare to Noble Hierarch because of the mana cost, or the mana colors. The mana colors. Yeah, it's not blue. But fucking Hierarch was really good in that list, though. Yeah, dude, imagine if this was Grixis instead of fucking, uh, Grixis instead of Jund. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, I'd be. Or Bug. I'd be all about if it. If it was Bug. Okay, yeah, or Bug. Yeah. I mean, like, but yeah. 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 Let's do it yeah dude for sure but you know it is what it is i i hate the card personally i just hate looking at it but i think it's fine it's a throwback it gives people cool things to do like those colors really kind of like actually they didn't really need a mana accelerant because they use mox diamond right um but i like that a new generation is going to be like oh you can play this with lily and him the torak and sylvan library and Maybe we'll see some of those decks come back. Yeah, that is kind of cool, actually. Because, yeah, Jund hasn't had death, right? So, what, are you going to play Birds of Paradise? I mean, the modern the modern versions have. Really? Yeah. 
Well, I got something there. Bro, what about Flame Blitz? Have you seen this card? Is that the Planeswalker yeah. uh, the Planeswalker Cyborg card? It's a single red really cool. enchantment. Yeah. At the beginning of your I end mean, step, like, deals five to costed, each Planeswalker. Yeah, like it's costed super aggressively. It like It's basically like a super pithing needle for Planeswalkers. You get one activation off and then they're dead. Yeah, um, and it cycles for like, two, which is fucking incredible. Yeah, I feel like it's great. It's really great. This card is really, really good, right? It, it's legitimate, absolutely. But who plays I, um, it? That's the question, right? Does Burn care about Planeswalkers? You probably not. I I would imagine no, but I've no, I don't really have enough experience to say. I mean, I haven't played Burn in like two years, but. I think that they would just be looking to get their opponent dead before anything right. happened like that. Like, you don't want to draw this um, instead of a lightning bolt. Yeah, right, right, right. So uh, I, I think there might be some, like, I don't know, maybe maybe Rugged Elver plays a copy in the sideboard versus, like, a heavy Planeswalker deck, mm-hmm. um, even though I, I don't know what deck that is. Uh, but, yeah, it's um, it's super interesting. It's aggressively costed. Uh, it, I, I like it. It's really aggressively costed. It's really versatile because it cycles. Like, this card, to me, is somewhere between, like, people could actually play this main deck and who the fuck would want to play it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I don't see the spot for it right now. Like, six months ago, I see the spot for it for sure. Oh, when the, when the like, four-color white-blue-based Planeswalker deck with with Astrolabe was right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, this card would have been everywhere. Yeah, everybody... absolutely but like right now i'm not exactly sure where it goes but it's so fucking good like i don't i've never seen a hoser like this for planeswalkers obviously yep yep so yeah that is uh that's really sick but not exactly sure where it goes what about another card i'm not exactly sure where it goes what about green herborg uh maybe some version of depths because they have crop rotation, maybe they they want access to green mana. Dude, I don't even know. Is there anything like double green or something that they would want? No, there's not. They probably wouldn't even want that. Um, I don't know. I I can't think of a spot for it. I mean, I guess with Knight of the Reliquary, it's not it's not like totally out of the question that Maverick might might want one as like you know in a in a package that would enable all your lands to be. Neither the reliquary sacrificable. Yeah, you're right. That's the that's like the weird corner case that I can think of where this would be relevant. Yeah, I I wasn't super excited. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but no, I I didn't really see anything crazy with it. It's weird because like black, black has always been the color of devotion, right? So like, you have you know four black pips on grizzlebrand two black pips on him like the the best black cards are black black or black 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 or whatever like you need yeah. super black mana and that's why urborg was so sweet because you could play like wastelands and pox or whatever and still cast him right right like urborg was always sweet like that green i i don't know what deck is that isn't already like you know elves is already just green right everything makes green mana yeah, so I um, I, I wasn't thinking about what shells could use it. Um, I know that obviously it's a powerful effect, but it's not like black. And you're right. Um, I wasn't really excited about this. Yeah, me. I was either. like, oh, it's so. 
Sige. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about brewing with this either. Sige. Some kind of EDH thing, maybe. Yeah. Dude, the hardest card to evaluate, in my opinion, is Esper Sentinel. Is that the uh, the draw card, unless yeah. your opponent pays one when they cast? Yeah, it's weird. It's a single it white how, for a 1-1. One, one. How, how do you play... How does your opponent play around it? Like, do they just make it as like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have one of my lands destroyed... And I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for it every single time. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's a single white for a one-one artifact creature, and it has. Uh, uh, let me see what creature type it is. Actually, probably Sentinel. But it's a sing. Yeah, it's a human soldier actually. So it's a human that sucks. But it's single white for a one-one. Whenever opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn. So not just your turn. Or not just their turn, it's every single turn. They have to pay X where X is its power, or you draw a card. So if you play this on, on turn one, and they bolt it, you draw a card. Or if they brainstorm, you draw a card. You know, whatever. if they do anything on turn one, you're going to draw a card, right? Yep. And if you try to fight back, I, I don't know, like... I mean, they just leave it on turn one. It's not like you can like flash it in in response to a spell and get the get the card draw out of it. It just like kind of sits there and does nothing. Right, they can leave it on turn one and deal with it on turn two. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or like I don't know. If you back it up I, with I guess... like Thalia, though, that's disgusting, right? Okay, yes, that would be gross if you play this into Thalia, but then like, yeah. Yeah, I guess that card advantage just kind of takes over. But like, it's a one, it's a one power creature. You can kind of just say like, okay, you uh, you have this, but you killed my land, and I'm just gonna like pretend like I'm just gonna pay for the spells. Yep. Any other creature on board, kind of like it doesn't negate it, negate it, but it's um it's kind of weak on its own. You have to have other really powerful taxing effects to like make it backbreaking. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm like all aboard this card. So this card was really hard for me to evaluate, but there's another card from this set that I had almost forgotten about, but I really wanted to try, which is Urza Saga. You remember Urza oh, Saga? Oh, that card's... That, I mean, yeah, that card's like... That card was the most hyped one from the set, but it came out such a long time ago, like... Right. We missed the boat talking about it. That card That card seems nuts. Well, so what's your use case for it? Uh, Not sure. I think it might spawn like an entirely new, like kind of like value archetype. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what the creature base and the spell base looks like, but it's just like it's a land that does all of these things. Right. So what I was thinking about was trying it as like a one of in death and taxes because you can play it on turn one and cast a vial with it. And then on turn three, it gets sacrificed and you can just put a vial from your deck into play. And like two vials is you know, lights out for death and taxes, right? Like an uncounterable vial, an uncounterable second vial is fucking amazing. Yeah, but usually if you have your, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, if your first one gets dealt with, like usually you're just like you're out of gas at that point to where like you can definitely vial flood and not have enough stuff to, to play from it. Um, but, uh, but I was thinking more like you can just like grab a bobble and draw a card. Like it's a land that does all these things, and you just like, you get, you get a card to replace it. Right. So a bauble is interesting. Um, what I was thinking about though was in the death and tax scenario, you're talking about getting bile flooded, 
I was like, man, I wish that there was like a backup, like a fail fail state. Because what this does, you can sack it for an artifact that costs zero or one and put that into play. Or you have you have mm-hmm. to sack it, but you can do that. And I was like, man, you know, there's no equipment for one that you want to play unless it's Cyborg Manriki or whatever. And you, you talk now you're talking about that thirteen thirteen. You're like yeah, <sighs> now you make the swap. No. You play that. Now it's a seven drop. But um Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's like you know, pithing needle in the sideboard maybe. Like there's not really any other artifact other than Aether Bile that you can get, but now you can get this. You know, if you're playing this card as well, Esper Sentinel. You can mm-hmm. get this out of your deck if you, if you, let's say you had two vials already. It is something else you could get out of your deck in that scenario. So, for that reason, I'm going to try Death and Taxes with like one Urza Saga and two Esper Sentinels or something like that, just to see what happens. Okay, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I can get behind that. What about uh, Gaia's Will? Is that the green Yogmas Will suspend? Yeah. Yeah, these cards will suspend. The demonic tutor will suspend, and the yog will will suspend. Yeah, like it's not, it's not exactly yog will. No, it is. Um, I think it is exactly yog will. Uh, okay, sorry. It doesn't work exactly the same way as yog will because, like, you can't, you can't fire out all your oh right yeah, your yeah, main yeah. phase and then cast it. Right. So it has the ability of yog will, but different timing, which makes it worse. Yeah, for um, sure. So, so I mean, it's. It's hard for me to envision the shell that you want this. Because at first, you're like, oh, you just put it in Storm. But then you're like, oh, it's got to spend four. And then you can't fire off all your rituals and then, like, in your upkeep and do something and then have everything ready to Yogwill. Um, so I don't know what shell it goes into. Obviously, it's a powerful effect. But to spend four is slow. And I'm not sure where you want it. I, I can't think of a place that wants this card. Now, watch it be the next best thing but personally i don't see it okay but we're not yeah, the combo I mean, like, cast you know if you're looking for the combo cast you should listen to uh i don't know the spike feed maybe but leaving a legacy yeah listen to leaving a legacy <laughs> but um there is one more card that i wanted well no we forgot to talk about suspend first of all so suspend obviously is going to see play a single blue instant exile a creature put two suspend counters on it do we talk about the demonic tutor yet no but you just mentioned it so okay yeah i like i like that card way more than the yogwell yeah yeah that card seems really good too uh where do you think that card will see play Mm, seems very wish claw talisman-esque right i'm not i'm not sure if it replaces that in storm um i'm not sure if you see it in other uh, in other shells, but si- similar shells. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's really sick. I, I just, I I don't have a good feeling for who exactly wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt a bit stronger about Wishclaw honestly than this one. Uh, and yeah, no, me too. It could be very good, but the card that I was excited about, and I'm sure you're not, is Dakin. No. Back in the Shadow Slayer. Now this this reminds me of the um Maraxis uh, of Keld. No 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 no. Remember the Commander Planeswalker that uh, Yes, yes, dude, that's where I was going with this. Amor a Minotaur or something. 
Yeah, like whatever it is that I have that three of them. is what this reminds me of, and how yep. like how much you love yep. that card. And I was like, oh, I don't really yep. feel it. It seems it seems like that. So this is the nail in the coffin for a Minotaur because this is going to be available in non-foil, and it's just clearly better for the same casting cost. So when Dakin Shadow Slayer enters the battlefield, it put a number of loyalty counters equal to the number of lands you control. So you know it's a three mana. Let's just say it's three. Uh, plus yep. one, surveil two. Minus three, exile a creature. And minus six, you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. So, if you recall, Nahiri the fucking five drop used to see play in Stoneblade sideboards for the ability to get artifacts from your graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not irrelevant. Exile target creature is not irrelevant. And Surveil too, bro. That's pretty sick. That's super scribe too. So, verdict. Pitches to force of will. Pitches to force of negation. Pitches to subtlety. I don't like it. If you draw this on turn 17, it comes down with 10 counters on it. Uh... I'm definitely going to try this card. This card is sick. Okay. And it actually has Richard Kane Ferguson art. Like real, there's actual, it might be the only card in the set with actual art on it. Yeah, I do like the art. The art is I absolutely do like the art. fresh, dude. The art is so fresh. Dude, why did they put this? Ah, oh, whatever. I'm looking at the, uh, the old border cards to make sure that there's nothing that is in the set that wasn't spoiled in regular art yep. that I missed. Dude, old they're burning through their old border equity like crazy. Like Sanctum Prelate, Giver of Runes, Ephemerate, they're all in here. Yeah, I bought a box just because of the Sanctum Prelate old border. Oh, yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> you love that <laughs> fucking card. There's Force of Negation old border, Ice Fang, Kawada old border, Soul Herder old border. Yeah, the, the Force of Negation looks beautiful absolutely beautiful yep in addition to the fucking fetch lands which already would have sold the thing yep uh hall of heliod's generosity which is a card i've sleeved up many times just a, a really good selection of these old border cards like i feel like they they burned a lot of reprint equity here so we should probably be thankful yep and you learned your lesson huh with uh pre-ordering boxes from what modern spiral or whatever the last set was called time spiral uh, remastered yeah I, I i made sure that i bought bought it on amazon for sure but you only bought one or you bought more i bought one i bought oh one. dude we didn't talk about rich shay's favorite card void mirror oh it's so sad do you think that's gonna see play in legacy uh in legacy i'm not sure in vintage obviously yeah well in vintage is like card, another chalice that card for sure yeah i think i think like ancient tomb decks could sideboard this card for sure actually yeah, it, it just hits so much yeah actually not not like colorless ancient tomb decks though like the blood moon ancient tomb decks to, <clears throat> to be more precise yeah yep so yeah that is uh that is our i don't know if this is a set review or not bro i don't know if they're done fucking spoiling cards from this set or not we might have another week of this there's more 
We might we might have to do part two. But there's oh no, there's only eleven, twelve, thirteen. It seems like all the mythics have been spoiled. If this is a normal set, although who the fuck knows what a normal set means these days? <laughs> Bless yep. you. We we will figure it out. Yeah. Oh, we're no, we're already at twenty mythics, so this is not a normal set to begin with. So who the fuck knows? All right, bro. This was a good podcast. I hope somebody learned something somewhere. I hope uh, hope everyone's taking it easy, taking it as easy as we are this summer, headed into the... uh... Dude, it's such a beautiful day right now. It's fucking nice and cool spring day. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. You got your uh, son's birthday to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure it's beautiful for you. It's dumpy around here, but Sunday... It's going to be rainy, and we got the barbecue, and everybody's coming over, so it should be good. Nice. So uh, if you want to find you on Twitter or wherever. Find me at TSmileyMTG. You can find me wiping with a bunch of shamans in Blackwing Lair right now on Misreal. What does wiping mean? We all died. Oh. (laughs) That's why why when you were like, yeah, it's beautiful, and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's beautiful. It's really because we were dying. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Wipe out. That's uh, that's sick, bro. All right. I'll let you get back to rating. Deadformatcast at gmail.com. Uh, Deadformatcast on Twitter. Holler at your boys. We'll try to do something next week. You don't have school anymore. You have graduation. Uh, so it's graduation for the seniors. I'm still teaching until June 17th. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. All right. Well, yep. let me know when you have flexible hours because we have some uh, foreign guests we want to get on. 